thwip, Daddy, thwip. <laughs> Daddy, for Christmas, I want a thwip and thwip. <laughs> What's up, my nerds? It's Chester954 back in the building with everybody's favorite uncle, Aaron. Jean-Claude Van Damme Miller. Hello, I am Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a guest today. We have a guest. Hello, hello. It's hard Tell mode only, so man. It's, hard, it's, hard man. <laughs> hard man. Hard dick only. <laughs> I wonder if we're ever going to get sued by Capcom for using that thing. Uh, probably not. Fuck them fools, Maybe bro. Not. Make Dragon's Dogma too, bitch. I mean, Hello, right? I think I think first you got to make enough money for them to notice, right? And it's not a jab, right? No, I mean, yeah, for sure. Anything either, you know. But it's just like, oh, the podcast it, itself makes no money. But yeah. well, see, it depends, right? So, like, I've heard, like, for instance, Disney, they don't give a fuck if you make a penny. They'll come after you. Like I've heard, yeah. they're pretty, pretty hard about that shit. But most, this is the thing, right? If you can make money on Twitch stream playing their games and the sounds and everything are on there, shut the fuck up about what I use on a podcast. Like I, I don't see how that makes sense. Now, if I'm selling like ringtones of their sounds, that's that's different, right? Yeah, yeah. If yeah but if I'm using it with an artistic type of value to it, and I'm also kind of advertising your shit while doing it. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, off. it's gotten a little hazy now. Mm-hmm. Like that's a weird thing. Think same thing with like being a musician and doing covers. You can't really, you can't like cover an artist's song and then sell it or play it live without. Like if a band finds out, like if Aerosmith found out you were covering one of their songs, I don't you could technically miss a thing. sue you. I don't know. It does get a little, a little. Musicians, I think, are a little a little uh, more sensitive about it because that's their whole world is those sounds, right? Mm-hmm. Where a video game, that's not exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, they are a little more loose about it because they kind of, I think, as the rise of Twitch has seen it more as like an an, an arm of the marketing machine, yeah, and necessarily, you know, something that they're just making money off of my creation. And there's some idiots out there who like, well, Twitch streamers should pay money for what they're doing and blah, 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 blah. We should get a cut of it all. Like, I've heard a few news articles of like some, you know, game devs or whatever making stupid statements. But for the most part, it's it's embraced. You've got a few, like, I think Atlas is one. It's a company that really acts weird about streaming and shit like that. But... Oh, all those, all those anime companies. All those like really Japanese anime fighters and stuff, they will, yeah, uh, they'll just block your stream if you play any of the any of the um, story content. They don't want you anything shonen, any shonen jump shit. They won't let you stream their shit. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty frustrating. There's a lot of games that I bought specifically to stream mm-hmm. that I just or mm, let's not lie, also like downloaded that were free on like PlayStation Plus that I just couldn't. Like Sonic Heroes, I think was one. I was like, oh, I'm going to play this Sonic game. Uh, and They were like, no, the hell you ain't. <laughs> they were like, no, you're not. And I was like, oh, then I'm never going to play it. Then. I'm not going yeah. to play it on my own. Yeah. So There's a quite a few games, especially older games, that uh, I think um, they, they weren't allowed to really write in anything. Like, Xbox is kind of weird with that. Like, I've tried playing, like, Metal Gear games or a lot of games from Konami, um, like Silent Hill and stuff, and they block it. On consoles, they block it. But if you can like get around it and use a capture card, 
it's it's fine. You can you can stream it. Same thing with like Bioshock too. That's another one that mm. like you I can't stream three. Bioshock. No, I played I played through Bioshock one and two and just had to record clips and share them on like my Facebook pages and stuff. Hold like up, that. on PlayStation. Yes, I bought the remastered version bummer. of PlayStation, and you cannot stream any of the Bioshock games. It blocks you on Xbox and PlayStation. Dude, fuck that! I was I've I've never played Bioshock, and I keep hearing it's, it's one of the greatest game series of all it's time. The f- man, that first one is so fucking good story wise. I don't really recall two, but I think it was pretty good too. Actually, two two is good. I replayed two recently. Two is solid. Two was the one where you play as you're a, the big daddy. Uh, big daddy. Right? Yes, you play as a big daddy, and you kind of explore more of that kind of relationship between little sisters and big daddies and stuff like that. There was some good stuff with it. It was more of a psychological type of uh, game, but uh, and then the third one I thought was pretty great too. Dude, Bioshock Infinite, Infinite with all the time loop shit. Infinite story was r- fucked me up. By the end, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Like, yeah. There's always a girl. <laughs> there's always a lighthouse. It's and like just it really wrapped everything pretty nicely together. Like, it, hell yeah. Because the whole time you're like, "How the fuck is this really tied to the first game?" Mm-hmm. And then they're yeah, like, "It's a bummer because oh, I wanted to play them. I wanted to stream them, but I guess I'll just play them because I have them all." Or just have have um Aaron set you up with a capture card at some point. Like if you see yourself down the road getting heavy, too lazy for that kind of shit. It's pretty well, easy. Lazy. It's pretty easy. It's All you not... have to do is turn your computer on and open Streamlabs and hit go, basically. Yeah. Like you just yeah, and you, and you can set it up. Sorry, you can set it up like you title the stream there and everything. Pick the game. You can pick the type of stream it is. Like a let's play or playing with. Uh, you're playing with viewers, which I've been doing a lot with Outriders. You know, they, they give yeah. you a lot more options. And you, well, could... you can, yeah, you can change the, the title on PlayStation as well. But what would be really helpful would be is I could switch games without having to crash the end of the stream and starting a new one. Because that's the really annoying part is if I ever want to tr- tr- change games, I have yeah. to end my current stream and start a new one. Yeah, Capture which... Card solves that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I was, I borrowed one from, um, Kev, uh, which is my uh, co-host there for the gaming side of things at Who's Next Gaming. So, um, and I use that a little bit. I, I, I probably will try to invest in one down down the road, but I don't know. Right now, I'm just kind of, I'm still feeling things out of what exactly I want to do. So, True. yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So this week, we are reviewing Spider-Man. Far From Home. No Way Home. No Way Home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the not final much movie. else. Um, I'll get into our weeks. It's been my week ain't shit. I haven't done anything. I barely played video games. Like I sit in front of my computer every night and go, like, I want to play video games. And then I look at my games and I go, I don't want to play anything I have. I literally don't care. Outriders, yeah. like I took a break. You know, I took a day or two off, and then I just stopped caring. I tried to play one solo, and it's just not fun. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah it's easy to burn yourself out you played like probably what 30 40 hours about riders in like a week or two oh yeah i wish uh xbox doesn't tell you time played i don't think let's see hmm, hmm. yeah because not... i know i played it a little while but then i got kind of i was playing it solo so i wasn't really mm. too invested so i i, I it didn't really catch on to me like it did with everybody else i don't really care for games like that 
I, I don't mind playing them with friends if I can link up. But like the looter shooter types, like I, I like something with more of a narrative, boss levels, and like certain challenges that I can do. Yeah. Um, something that feels very like repetitive like that. It's okay. Like it's not it's not a bad and I understand there's a segment of people that definitely like it. Like my brother likes those things a little more than I do and and he likes to try and play with me on it. So we have been playing Outriders since y'all were talking about it. I was like, yo, Tim, this is something that we could play together. So I we started I love looters in, the... in general. So part mm -hmm. of why I love Dark Souls is loot, you know, I and, and Souls yeah. games and Sekido was a struggle for me with that, but it, it was just, you know, now I've I've gotten to love the mm -hmm. gameplay loop of a from game. Even though I hated Sekido and dragged myself through it, I still mm -hmm. enjoyed parts of it. You know what I mean? But I, I, I'm with you. Like I, I love a narrative adventure and a narrative game, but I love also just mindless, repetitive looting sometimes. Like it's a nice cathartic thing for the end of the day just to fucking turn your brain off and shoot things, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. I, I mean, I say I don't care for them, but I still play them from time to time because yeah, they're yeah. still they're still fun to play, especially with somebody. When you're with somebody, that's you know that's when it could be fun to play. Um, do you know the story at all of Outriders? Oh, the fuck <laughs> no. no! It's something about you, you go to another planet because Earth is dying, and then you get hit by a storm and turn into a, a guy with powers, and then you get cryo frozen and wake up later. That's all I remember. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering. I mean, me and my brother have watched more of the cutscenes and stuff like that, so I know a little bit more of that. But, I mean, that's the gist of it. They were trying to find a planet, and um, <clears throat> they went down to that planet, and um, it was not scanned properly. So there's, like a, there's a little more of this kind of intrigue between characters of, like, people mishandling stuff. And what happened was... They didn't tell everybody the real problem of the storm and sent everybody to the planet, and it turned into that mess. So it split the humans. Part of them are trying to live what they can, like off like the land and stuff like that, whatever. And like some of them built like some kind of religious sect with it, from my understanding. And some of them are still trying to hold on to the like governing body that brought them there initially. That was whatever was left. You know, trying to hold together Earth type mm -hmm. thing and that's kind of it yeah uh, and they find alien creatures there and stuff like that like uh beings that talk to them and stuff too down the road and it, whatever so i haven't finished it but yeah it's it's okay yeah <laughs> it's it's, i really enjoyed it for the building and and co-op cooperative aspect mm -hmm. uh and i'll mm -hmm. definitely play the expansion when it comes out um and oh, i'm yeah. not like quitting it i just if no one else is on, I'm not playing it. And Wasteland's been yeah. doing family stuff, so it ain't happening. Um, uh, yeah, that's it for me. I watched. I saw Wasteland actually get into Sekiro on his last stream, so yeah, he's trying to I was, get back into that. I was begging him. I'm like, please play through it. I want to watch someone else get through it. Mm. I'll never do it. <laughs> um, so I've just been playing video games as always. Um, a lot of Hot Wheels because it's fun and it has dailies and I have to do so I do them all the time and I watched Hellbound and it's bad so if you're interested in Hellbound then skip ahead because I'm just going to spoil it it's not really that spoilery it's just about like like basically 
randomly a big angel face will show up and say, Aaron Jean-Claude Van Damme Miller, you're going to die in five days at three o'clock. And then at five days at three o'clock, these three cartoonish Hulk demons show up and beat the shit out of you comically. Like comically beat the shit out of you. I'm talking like Hulk to Loki beat the shit out of you like a cartoon character and then they burn you and you go to and you go to hell that's it and then the whole thing is that there's a church that is manipulating the people basically saying oh we have to show these demonstrations because these people are sinners so whenever people are like oh no i've been giving the decree i'm gonna die next thursday at four o'clock they do it publicly everybody watches oh my god you're a sinner you're a sinner and that way the church can control people. But then, spoilers, at the very end of it, a baby gets it. So they're like, oh no, this means that there is no um, original sin, and it's random. So this doesn't mean that these people are sinners. It means that God is actually an asshole and is doing this kind of shit randomly. So the church loses its power because they find out that fucking the demons are going to come and beat the shit out of a baby. But then they do this dumb thing where the parents like surround the baby with love, and then the the demons try to burn the baby, but they burn the parents instead, and the baby lives. It was so stupid. And then on top of that, the baby that they use is either a horror horrifying CGI baby, or just a straight up old ass dusty dirty baby doll toy. And they're pretending it's a baby for like the show. They're not pretending it's a like. They straight up use a doll, like an old, <laughs> dusty-ass baby doll, and I think they forgot to go in post and put the CGI baby on it. Like, it's so silly. But um, Hilarious. it's really stupid. And then the big spoiler at the very, very end, at the very end of the show is, because whenever the people are turned into ashes by the demons, they leave the ashes there, and, it's a, and they cover it in a glass box, and they should like leave it as a thing for people to look at. And at the end of it, one of the bodies reconstitutes itself and the chick comes back to life so now the second season is what happens when these people come back from hell what does it even mean um fuck that show it was trash it was bad um fuck Hideo Kojima for being the only reason they owe him a lot because he went out there and started posting that shit and people thought it was good so they watched it because Kojima he's the only he's the reason why I watched it so I'm an idiot um but yeah it was bad um, that's about it. I mean, I got other game stuff, but we do that another week because it's Spider-Man week. But what's up with you, Seth? How you been? Surviving. <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, you know, playing stuff. Um, beat all the Valkyries with my fist over on uh, God of War. So finish that. In fact, I'm basically at the end of God of War. I've hundred percented everything. Doing it on the Give Me God of War mode. Uh, been having a lot of fun with that realm shift to dodge at the right time and slow down. That's really changed combat for me in the game from what I remember playing it last time. It's really fun. Um, and then, of course, I haven't talked about it on this podcast. I did it a few weeks ago, but I finally finished my Dark Souls uh, Soul Level 1 run. You, it is complete. You mad lad. <laughs> yeah, man, yep. that's crazy shit, dude. Yeah, so... Uh, I will say the hardest bosses to me were uh, Four Kings and yeah. Arsene and Smell. 
I found them more difficult than Artorius and Manus and all the rest. Those two gave me, I think, the hardest amount of time. Because the uh, Orange Scene of Smell fight's kind of broken. And, um... Yeah, that one's for... rough. Nah, what you said? I'm sorry. Uh, I said it was, that one was rough to watch. You kept getting... Like, the teleport stab would go way further than it needed to. Or would, like, wrap around a pole and hit you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard... I think Kevin told me that there was uh, somebody who modded, like, an enemy that attacked with the same pattern as Ornstein in that fight. And, like, literally just flew across a whole level to hit this dude off a cliff or something like that. Like, something <laughs> ridiculous. Like, the tracking on that shit is wild. And it's fast. Like, whenever he gets stuck, it's weird. Like, when he when he goes to strike at you, it's not that hard to dodge. But when you're dealing with a uh, smell, and then Ornstein gets stuck behind one of the pillars... He'll like, I guess the AI like auto tracks and like kind of speeds itself up to be where it should be. So then he moves like way faster than he normally does and comes like right at you. And that, and, and that's the other thing with that run with Dark Souls is that multiple enemies is always harder than one enemy, no matter how hard that one enemy is. Whenever you're dealing with more than one enemy, it is a very difficult game to get through, a very, very difficult challenge. Like the four kings, like literally I just had to wait for the right, the right run. And I, I fucked up once, was not my fault. Second time I almost killed him, and I just threw the fight away being an idiot. Being a fucking <laughs> idiot, and it took me, and that wasted like another two days or something like that before I was able to finally nail it. And the the actual winning run was insane. I was running across the whole fucking stage, like it was that fight was intense. It did not go the way I wanted to go, but I pulled out a win. It was crazy. So um, those two are actually the hardest. Manus and Artorius actually are very readable, and they have very set patterns of attacks. Um, I'm not saying that like I did it in like 30 minutes. It did take me a couple days, each of them. But I wouldn't say they're harder because they were clearly readable. And like it was just me making sure my timing was good because my damage output was so small. I had to stay in that fight with them for so long. Mm. And that's really what was like the test of that. So I think Manus, I think I only got hit once the whole fight when I beat him. And the same thing with Artorius. I think I only got hit once. Like, it's, it's doing these fights and learning their patterns was almost like a crash, because that was actually my first time ever fighting them. I never did the DLC beforehand. So my first time doing the DLC was at a Soul Level 1 run. <laughs> um, Jesus. And that was, that was no, no rings, no rings, no item buffs, just leveled up Castius weapons. It was the only thing I had. So <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, I guess that's you did it. So that's that's the good part, I guess. Mm. That was it's fun, brutal. Man. It was uh, it was good. I, I did. Uh, when I got to Manus, I took a break for a minute. Started fucking around with some other games because after getting through Ornstein and Smo and fighting through Artorius and a few other stuff, I was like, all right. But that was the thing. Once I did uh, Manus, and then I went and beat the Four Kings. The rest of the bosses were like fast. Like I think I beat the rest of the bosses in almost a day, other than um 
the last one, uh, yeah. Gwen. Gwen took me like uh, a couple hours. Took me another day. I was doing it at night, and yeah, it's it's harder to parry his his parry stuff is um with the one attack it, it comes out in like less than a frame. Yeah, that first jump attack, I failed like every like I was like, oh, I'll just try a couple times, and if I don't get it. I'll die, you know, just so I could keep because it's a pretty easy run up. You can just dodge everything and run there. And I was like, yeah, I'll just get lights. it. I'm like, man, I can't get the timing. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to I was going to do it on stream. I'm just going to fight him. And first try, I nailed it first try and then killed him in four parries. <laughs> nice. It took me, I think, over 30 parries to actually Oof. take one down. Um, But that that soul level. Um. Now, that's not the attack I'm talking about, though, the first jumping attack. When he's walking around, he does a strike. There, there's two different strikes he'll do. He'll do one where he puts his hand out to the side and kind of almost like waits a second and does like a hard swipe. That's the one I'd wait for and parry. I, I would dive into it, and the second attack, I'd parry it. That's how I had to do it. Because there's another attack when he's just standing still, so it's not a jumping attack. There's another attack where it just comes out in less than a frame. Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about. It's like a side yeah. slash, right? Or like a... Yeah. Is it the one where he dashes mm-hmm. backwards a little bit? No, he don't dash backwards. He just sh- jumps it out okay. that fast. Hmm. It's like less than a frame. It's 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 so fast. It's it's You have to parry before he strikes. You actually have to know he's about to strike and parry it. Like, it's that fast. So... Like, it took me a while to kind of get my bearings on that. Because, like, the first time I did it was kind of like almost your first time. Uh, well, the one you, the run you did where you did it you know, like that, which you were just explaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, I walked in, he jumped at me, I parried it, and then I parried him like three more times and it was done. Right. Like, and I, I literally stood in one spot my first time. But it ain't going to work that way in this one because those parries only do so much damage when you're at that level. So, yeah. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was, it was, but I figured out a method for it and, you know, yeah, it's done. So, uh, I think next I want to do Bloodborne, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do a, um, I think was it a blood level four or something like that? Uh, okay. yeah, I think four is the lowest in that one. I think so. But That's you can, you can at least start with a weapon in that because I don't think you, there's any fist weapons in there. There's the yeah. one that's like you, it's like a fist thing with a gun in it. Mm. It's like a rocket. I can't remember what it's called. Well, if I do Bloodborne, if I decide to do it like that, I'm going to use items and all that kind of stuff. I'm actually going to use everything to my advantage to to do that one. I don't think I'm going to do it the way I did. Because you're right, there is no fist weapons in Bloodborne. I'm not really concerned about doing it with fist weapons either. Um I don't know. It, it was just a weird type of challenge I decided to make out of Dark Souls. That I was like, I know I could do it, so I just fucking did it. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool. So I did uh, my first Soul Level One run. I don't know if I'll do do them again. It was just a fun challenge. I actually really like that Dark Souls, the first one. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, the so like the the second and third. The second one, I'm definitely not gonna do the second one because I just don't. I like the second one. I like Dark Souls too. Yeah. It's good, but I'm not. I'm not concerned with pushing myself through that. I think Dark Souls One. There was just something unique about it that I thought like I'd actually would enjoy a 
Soul Level 1 challenge run on that game. Like on Dark Souls 3, I don't think I want to do that either. It's not, you know, it was whatever. Maybe, Oof. maybe, but I, I don't think so. But that I game. never did the DLC for Bloodborne, so I actually need to go back and do the DLC for Bloodborne. Oof. Oh, yeah, boy, I will, I will watch you play that, buddy. <laughs> Oof, goof. Them double yeah. shark men. Oof. Fuck <laughs> that, dude. Ludwig, bro, just him. Ooh, Ludwig, and then fucking Orphan Acost is even crazier. And that, too. Orphan I just love Orphan Acost because he goes, I have never seen, I don't think I've seen them or like fought them or seen anything like any fights with them. So I'm going to try and go into it blind. They're crazy. They're crazy. That's what I've heard. I've heard. I've heard it pretty well. I mean, I know I did some challenge, chalice dungeon runs when I beat it. Cause I I beat Bloodborne a few years ago, not not when it first came out, but a few years after, and uh, I didn't have the DLC. I got it now, and I always meant to like I'm gonna go back and do it, but I just never I never got around to picking it back up and doing it. So I need to do that. I need to it's do a, a fucking it's a good DLC, man. The it's very good. Fucking hard though, mm. but it's challenging. Not unfair, but then some parts are unfair. Ludwig is unfair. Mm. Um, it's Orphan of Cause is unfair. The two main bosses are, are just not, they're not very fun. But then again, you like that punishing shit. That's not fair. So you might like it. Mm. It'd so, be interesting to see what it is. Yeah. There's always like a certain, there's always, uh, what I like about challenging bosses like that too is I actually like breaking them down to their mechanics. Like they're and it's it's just like almost like a it almost turns into like a rhythm game in a sense, right? You just dodge at the right times, you get into like a rhythm of it and dodge strike, dodge strike, and you yeah. you can you can see the patterns pretty visibly. You know, yeah, some of them are, you know, a lot harder to get down than others, but um I don't know. You know, I found myself being like I played through some of these games and some of them I breeze through. Like, you know, when I was younger and on up, because I didn't always play a game. Like, I wasn't six years old, like, hard mode only, please. Like, <laughs> nah, I didn't I didn't do that. But I, I do have a harder time remembering sometimes some of these games and things. And I find that, for me, running against walls and, like, forcing me to really analyze these bosses down like that, it sticks with me more. And I kind of like that. Yeah, I will say that was part of Sekido that it's the first Souls or From game that forced me to learn the like I had to. You had to get you have to get to the point in things like that and like your fist only run where it's intuitive, like you react yeah. automatically. Yeah, like when I beat um <laughs> on the video, if if you watch it, that I beat um. Sigrun, um, the Val- the Queen Valkyrie and God of War. Mm-hmm. I was on the phone talking to my wife, dodging and doing and stuff like that. But just like, because like you said, I had learned the fight to the point where it was intuitive. I could do it in my sleep almost. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's muscle memory. Exactly. So like that that's the, the point of that is like to what you're saying. And like when, when you learn something like that, 
I think it just sticks with you more. You remember the fight more. You remember certain aspects of the fight more. And it's just, especially for podcast purposes and stuff like that too, it's always fun to like be able to dissect something like that in that kind of way. And that's kind of why I've gravitated to playing these games on their hardest difficulties because it it puts me to a point where it really challenges me to kind of, you know, do that kind of stuff, figure it out, break it down. And that's, that's, that's the appeal. True. Yes. It's it's interesting when you hit that that Zen spot where like the the final run where you're you're hitting it. I mean, my final run on Ishin was not that it was a struggle from start to finish, but when I beat like uh Genichiro the first time, I had finally learned his mm-hmm. moves and it only took me a couple tries, but Owl in Genichiro's room in Sekido, the first, you know, old owl or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Owl the Father. Uh, that one I had to get to the point. I, I was like gonna quit. I was, you know, just feeling like I'm never gonna get this. And then one run, I just every every attempt, every attempted hit by him, I was timing perfectly, you know. Mm. And you just had like because they don't have a lot of moves. They're just very scary looking, you know. Like every yes. enemy in from it's it's more that they're terrifying because you're just like I'm gonna die. But if you give up on yeah. on surviving, right, and especially. Mm-hmm. In a run like what you did, you don't need anything. You know what I mean? You're not yep. worried about losing souls. You're not worried about fucking upgrading weapons. You know, I mean, you did, but you know what I mean? You're not worried about, like, I don't know, much other than... Yeah, rings and shit like that. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. have any rings on. No stamina boost, no, yeah. like, health regen stuff or anything like that. Like you said, you don't... You really don't. And even, like, you don't actually need the, the weapons and stuff like you said either. But, but... If you don't have weapons with high enough damage output, if you feel like having a two-hour fight with fucking Artorias, go for it. Because I've watched somebody do it. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I don't have time to, like, hour and 50 minutes in, I make a mistake and die and have to restart a two-hour fight again because I want to do bare fist. Two damage apiece every strike. This is like that not- meme. You remember the scientist meme where it's like, finally... Uh, you know, cold cream or you know, uh, sorry, uh, fire cream or whatever, and it's like ice cream but made of fire. This is the yeah. the day we finally found the upper limit of Seth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I really don't. There, there's a weird thing with difficulties, and there's a lot of different factors, right? But one of them I would say is like the amount of time. So like. Does it really make the game super hard to be so weak that you do two damage each and it takes you two hours to do a fight? I mean, yeah, it's difficult. That's a difficult thing. It's commendable for sure. But it's also a huge time sink. I don't think I want to waste... Like, all those fights I did, Soul Level 1 and Dark Souls, I think the longest fight might have been around 15 minutes. Okay, that's not that bad. No. Exactly. It, it does yeah, feel it does feel long though. But then Wasteland and I did a boss in Outriders that took us one hour and eight minutes. Yikes, yeah. dude. And then yeah, we see, just that's, we that's just realized it's worthless and you don't need to do it. We did it at World Tier One and I killed him in three hits for him. They <laughs> <laughs> did the same for me. Like you could just you can fast track people to get to the end game. Uh yeah. By just you know going in on a full top tier guy at world tier one in there you know and and go to your uh, story and pick it at the last mission and then you can just kill him in three hits and voila but 
don't do it because we did it on our babies and you can't like the end game the lowest level you can do it is like 13 or 12 no i think we did it like mm. 10 is the lowest and mm. it, everything was super high level and fucked us up mm. yeah so i don't know i, I don't that's not something i'm like big on is like because i mean sometimes too i might only have 30 minutes here hour there sometimes i get a good stretch if i'm home alone and no kids and wife's at work yeah i can drop in two three hours on something if i ain't got nothing else going on yeah you know what i mean but i'm not and if i'm doing two or three hours i want to make progress in a game i don't want that to be one boss fight you know know what i mean Mm -hmm. literally two hour i think the dude had like almost a two hour fight against um Ornstein and Smo, bare fist. He had a shield and like a few little perks to help his stamina and stuff. But he was doing two damage a pop. And I think I know. I think he did Manus. I think I watched him do Manus, and it was like a two-hour fight or some shit like that. It's crazy. And I'm like, hey, good for you, bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I'll put it on the hardest difficulty, sure. And typically, I actually don't do soul level runs like that. I don't really, I don't really care for that. I, I like to use everything the game has to offer me. That's how I like to do it, right? But for Dark Souls, I just thought it'd be interesting because it's something outside of the norm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like even like fighting all the Valkyries with Fist, right? Fighting with Fist in God of War is a viable option. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Is not like a super weak option or, oh, man, it's, yeah, you got to get up close on it. But honestly, like some of them Valkyries, I smoked them. You know, like it was like, I think the one in Niflheim with the mist shit, I did that one. It took me about 20 minutes. You know, not not mm-hmm. the whole fight front to back, but like I died a couple times learning the fight and then I was done, like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And the whole the whole fight itself was seven minutes, I think, five to seven minutes, something like that. So, yeah, like, I'm in God of War, I'm doing it the hardest difficulty, but I'm using everything that I want to use, you know? Sometimes I pick weird weapons, and I guess that's what makes people like um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I used the nail bat the whole game. <laughs> so. Because you liked it? Like, you liked the look? No, some of it wasn't necessarily just the look. Some of it is I liked their, the building of it is critical, critical damage and luck. Like boosting that up, you can actually get some high numbers with it. It's a viable option. Um, also, I actually did like like smacking somebody with it, like hold swinging it like front to back, like a baseball, like pop, and you like send people flying. Like I think I did it to Rude, where I hit him. I like teed him up and hit him with the baseball bat and send him flying. So that was kind of fun. Like I just liked because it fought a little different from the swords. So. I don't know. Weird stuff like that sticks out to me, so I'll do that. I'll fight with the fist weapons, like stuff that n- no everybody else uses these weapons. I'm gonna use that weird dagger over there. That fit, like I want to. Why is that in the game? I bet you it's actually good if you figure some shit out with it. That's that's. I guess that's kind of how I look at it. That's True. fair. So. Yeah. I mean, and in Souls, most things are viable. People do everything. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. There's a lot of wasted shit. Whips. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I've seen people do whip only runs, but it's weird. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Those weapons are such trash. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's better to have it than not. I mean, I'd rather have options than not have options. Yeah, for sure. Uh, everybody's got their own unique little place down. Sometimes it's just for like the 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 fashion souls of it all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's. I guess that's it for my week, man. I won't get into too much more. We could jump into the Spider Man. I know we wanted to get into it. So. Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. Oh. So I'm assuming we're going to just rate it, talk a little bit, and then just go into spoilers because yeah. this whole movie is just a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, you can't really you talk can't about really this movie. talk about it at all. But no. I would like to at least, yeah, we should go into it a little bit just to give our ratings. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So let's see. Uh, this was directed by John Watts, uh, who directed the previous two films. And it stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Batalon, John Favreau. We know uh, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, and Alfred Molina are back. And then um, Marissa Tomei is back. I will say no more about the cast until, uh, you know, just in case there's any villains or whatever, surprises. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's just go around and, and give our rating. Um, I will go first since I'm talking. Man, it's it's so close to it's so close to. I'm just gonna give it a ten out. Mm, it's hard to say something's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to give it a ten out of ten purely because of how much I enjoyed it. I truly loved every second of this movie. It did so much to fix some of the problems I had with the previous uh, universe movies. You know the villains. Um, they, they worked on some of that stuff in a way that I thought was so respectful and so, and, and fixed some of the problems, right? Like, I don't know, just seeing Alfred Molina and, uh, you know, or seeing Doc Ock and Norman Osborn and, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx's character from, um, Amazing Spider-Man, like the, the way that they handled all that was really good. So I'm going to, I may walk this back later, you know, I may see it again and, and whatever, but I'm going to give it a 10 for now. I really, 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 really loved this movie. It might be my favorite movie uh, of the, no, I can't say the MCU because there's a couple that are right up there with it, but it, it's up there in my top five probably of the MCU. Yeesh. Okay. Um, it's good. I did like it a lot. I would Probably say like eight and a half, nine. That's fair too. Yeah. Seth? Uh, I'd give it a 10. Um, I would say that this, they, uh, they actually, there's a lot of movies in the MCU that feel cookie cutter, that feel like, okay, you got A to B to C, and like, I feel the Marvel formula at work here, and I can name a few of them, right? Mm-hmm. This felt like a. Spider-Man movie like the themes and stuff that are in the comics really got translated in this movie in a way I didn't expect and that's all I'll say till we get into spoilers 10 out of 10 okay okay yeah so if you haven't seen it yet go see it because I don't know how you will survive if if you care it's gonna be very hard not to get uh, spoiled so Please go see it, and uh, don't listen to this till later. But now we're going into full-blown spoilers. Ooh. You have been warned. 
Spoilers begin in five, four, three, two, one. All right. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right. I love the I fucking love this movie. And I love the handling of all three Spider Men together, which was what I was dreaming would happen, obviously. You know, we uh mm-hmm. we all were hoping and dreaming, but I was this is what I was afraid to find out. I you know, we all kind of knew okay, they're going to be in it, right? Like, you, you could guess based on their villains being there. Yeah. But I also wanted to be surprised. And I thought I thought the way they handled it was was good. I thought especially that, you know, that first time that he says, you know, find Peter Parker and it shows up. And it, and, and I, I saw Spider-Man in the alley and I was like, that's Andrew Garfield for sure. I knew it. The second he said find Peter Parker, I'm like, oh, we're getting our other Spider-Man now. Um, huh. Oh, I thought it was you? pretty quick. How you find Garfield, and then immediately they find Toby. But yeah. it was cool. That was like pacing wise. That was like they fit that shit in within three minutes, right? Quick. I really liked that scene where uh, both Spider Men are like testing each other. They're like both fighting, kind of, but from across the room, you know, because they can yeah. sense something's going on. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I did okay. So I did like that, and it was very fan servicey. It's perfect. Like the shot of them all swinging together in the moon, so yeah, I did like it. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on that. I, I think my only gripes with this movie are what I said last time. I'm having a real, real problem with the whole fact of that Tom Holland is six one six Spider Man, but his world is Bizarro World, and it bothers me a lot. Why do you keep saying this is 616? When oh, because actually, they said it. No, they did not say it. Just yeah, because... M- no, Mysterio said it. Mysterio was lying about the multiverse. Oh, he yeah, was lying about the whole thing. That's that was very true. That is very true. I didn't even Nobody think said that. In fact, I think even the Marvel comics, the comic series, recognize this universe as a separate universe from 616, if I'm not mistaken. MCU? Yeah, yes, you're MCU right. is a separate universe in the comics... Okay, so they good. recognize it. Yeah, but Beck different. is a liar, and he was lying about his origin. He's just a dude who worked at Stark Industries and was burned. I didn't even yeah. think about oh, that. Oh, that's true. And in okay, fact, good. if you if you actually, in this movie, when uh, Tom Holland is told this is a multiverse, Tom Holland's like, what? He, that was, that's real? Because yeah, like, yeah. like, they both didn't know. You know? like So, like, this is not 616. Okay, then I'm fine then. Okay, but now, go ahead. Research, because I could be wrong. But no, no. my understanding I was, right. I think that the MCU is actually a different universe within the comics world. I want to say it does actually have a number, if I'm Probably not mistaken. Does. But it's not six one six. So I think if that's your holdup, then maybe you can like kind of let yeah. loose a bit because it's not supposed to be that. Yeah, How... That was my um, that was my hang up because. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you're 616. And I'm like, there's no Uncle Ben. MJ isn't MJ. The cast, I get it. Okay, sure. Recasting, it's fine. But like, I don't know. Um, but all right, so I'm not bad. That's not bad. Um, I got to say, The though, MCU is Earth 199999. There okay. you go. There you go. There you so go. they can do whatever they want. I really like... MJ in this this movie specifically I think is her most like I don't know the most they've given her 
I think No Way Home or Far From Home, sorry, they, you know, they gave her a little bit in the first movie she was around, but like this really brought them together. I loved their relationship together. I thought they were really, really good together. I could have done with a little bit less of Ned. <laughs> that, that if I knocked yeah. any points off, it'd be like he's kind of annoying. But I like that they gave him. You know, he he had stuff to do. They're his Scooby Gang. You know, that's very Buffy, which I like. Yeah, okay. I was. Yeah. Am I the only one who thought he looked super weird in this movie? Oh, it's because he's wearing a Makeup wig. Makeup wise, the wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his wig yeah, really bad. I'd agree because like seeing the actual like uh, promotion photos of him. And then watching him in there, it's very strange. That wig yeah. was super weird on him. I always yeah. wonder when you can visibly see a wig in a movie, like, how is this possible? Yeah. Like they just figured like the old movie magic shit where they think that oh you just you won't be able to see it. Yeah, but it's old like, movies yeah. weren't in HD, like weren't in as high def, you know? Like you yeah. you and they're filming digital now, you know? So it's like I don't know if they film this digital. I assume because most things are. Yeah, but you know you don't yeah. get that film grain that helps to kind of smooth out some, you know, of the rough edges of visual stuff. But yeah, like visual effects and makeup. Like you ever see like Frankenstein, the old like movie from the thirties? Yeah, if you watch it like HD'd, you see like the tape on his uh-huh. hat. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real bad. Super funny. All right, but I will yeah. say. I was fucking hype when Matt Murdock showed up. That was another rumor that I was oh, like yeah. really hopeful for. And then I knew because of Hawkeye, you know. Yeah, Hawkeye gave it that win. Yeah. I was like, oh, we back, we back. Matt Murdock's well, see, coming. I wonder too, the way that they ended it, if we might see more like maybe Matt Murdock, we might get a Daredevil Spider Man movie down there. I would somewhere. love that. Yeah. Because he's kind of a street level hero now like he's kind of he's not completely out of the mcu from how my take is because they don't know who peter parker is but they definitely seem to know who spider-man is so my thing is i think i think they gotta know like yeah spider-man fought with us in infinity war and shit like dr strange has to have some memory of that at least yeah i believe no one knows who peter parker is period and then they don't know that peter parker is spider-man as a result obviously but i think you're right i so I was sad at the end. I cried a little bit. You know, I didn't cry, like weep. I teared up, you know, yeah, especially yeah. when May died. I thought um, Marissa Tomei did an amazing job with her great power comes great responsibility line. I thought, yeah, you know, was that was like perfect moment. Tom Holland is such a good emotional actor. Um, the ending, I was kind of bummed, you know, like he, he does the sacrifice that all Spider-Men have to do, which is like, yes. And I, the way yeah, they, they handled fail. it. But the way they handled it was so perfect. No, I'm I'm talking about the MJ sacrifice. That that yes, they all fail and lose someone, right? That's like their mm-hmm. Uncle Ben, whatever. But the MJ moment, the way they handled it was so good. Like I feel like in the Raimi Spider Man they would have had this whole conversation about it. Like he would have had a monologue about it, you know, in his head. In this, he literally just sees that band aid and it's like she was she was hurt because of me. She could have died, you know? Like Yeah. And it's all yeah given it's shown not told you know like it doesn't we don't have to see that he just looks at her looks at that comments on it she says i i barely remember it you know it doesn't even hurt anymore and that line is like it doesn't hurt anymore that i'm not in her life and it's like boom he leaves you know and and it's like cathartic in that way like he he seems happy about it and man i'm so fucking stoked by the way for the very end when you see that new spider-man suit and it's yeah. the fucking oh, the classic shiny one? red spider, fat red spider on the back. I was like, 
Lord Jesus, please give me that. <laughs> and it made me excited because yeah. now yeah, we cool. get to have Spider-Man, like at least one or two, probably one Spider-Man movie where we just have a Spider-Man being Spider-Man. He doesn't have to worry about his Aunt May. He doesn't have to worry about MJ. You know, he doesn't know anybody. There's no one for him to be concerned about. And not that that's necessarily bad, but it's nice when you can just be a superhero, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it'll you be was... fun. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. No, no, no good. But now... now I said what's brilliant about it was uh, my boy Renee pointed this out. This is the first time we got an origin story trilogy. Yeah. This whole trilogy, the three Tom Holland movies, is actually all just an origin story for yeah. an origin story for Spider-Man. Because now he's the actual Spider-Man. Yeah, well, that's yeah, true. He doesn't really, his origin begins when he gets that line. Yes. When he's told oh. responsibility, that's when he becomes Spider-Man. They, so they flipped it on its... Yes, and they flipped it on its head by making Aunt May Uncle Ben. Yeah. And so that it's and that's then some we dark actually, turn shit. And we also got to like spend time with Aunt May and Spider-Man a bit. So we had more of a connection when that death happened. Very true. Then we felt it. Than any Uncle this, Ben, because normally it's so quick that Uncle Ben doesn't yes. get time. He he's just he's like kind and you know, concerned, but then he dies. That you're yes. right. This is actually, if you look at it like that, they're really. That's a really cool way to to frame everything. Mm-hmm. It has to be because then we even get him in his like kind of yeah his original suit. spider costume and shit like that too. And I would bet that he works for JJ. Oh yeah, next movie. Yep. And so we have the Peter Parker Spider-Man that we all are familiar with to some degree. A few differences, of course. Again, different universe and stuff. So, like, but it's all there. Like, it's such a Spider-Man movie. The tragedy, the loss, like, that's all, like, that was the problem I had, I think, with the first two Spider-Man movies. that They were good, but they didn't, they felt like just, Marvel movies. Yeah, and they felt inconsequential in a way. And I I love both of them actually. I rewatched yes. them recently and they're great. They well they're not like perfect. They're more yeah. like seven and a half eights to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But man Agreed. this had some moments in it that, like I said, this movie pays off shit from Raimi and from, you know, um oh my God. Uh who did Andrew Garfield. Well, Andrew Spider-Man. Garfield's Spider-Man movies, but uh, who direct? Hold on, it's the guy that did Five Hundred Days of Summer. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna find mm, his name. Yeah, I don't remember the director. Of Captain Crunch. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, Mark Webb. Mark Webb. That's Mark his name. Webb. Mark Webb. Um, so from Webb's Spider-Man films, like, dude, we got the the moment that the trailer showed MJ falling. And Peter's hand not reaching her, I thought to myself, if Andrew Garfield is in this movie, he has to stay. So he has to be the one who saves her. Yes. And they yeah. did it, and I was like, thank God. It was the, per- and he played it so well. They didn't, they didn't hold on it. It wasn't like this crazy moment. He just was crying. And yeah, he teared up. That shit yeah. was that hit hard. Yeah, that was, daughter, that was one of the best parts. Daughter cried on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but and I, I teared up at that too because I was like that. Because I liked those movies. They were not oh, great yeah. by any stretch, the amazing movies. Mm-hmm. But I thought Andrew Garfield was such a good Spider-Man and Peter Parker. 
I really enjoyed mm-hmm. him. And actually, I going back, I watched the Tobey Maguire ones, and my dog's good, too. The only yeah. thing I'd say about him is he's a little soft-spoken, but it works in its own way, and mm-hmm. he looks old. That's The only thing for me is if they yeah. would have said he was 20 and he was in college, I would have been way more into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, 100% agree. Especially, dude, Flash Thompson in those movies is... <laughs> And forty for sure. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I do want to. I want speaking of Flash. I want to say shout out to Marvel with the Flashpoint jab, like just right in DC's face. Yes. And one thing I'll oh, say yeah. about that too is that this movie, I think, will actively make Flashpoint trash because yeah. when we see Michael Keaton don the bat suit and everything. I don't have any faith that and I'm a DC fan and I even like some of the bad DC movies that some people like, you know, talk about, but I don't have any faith that they're going to handle this, like going back to 89 Batman and all that, the same way that no. they handled the Spider-Man movie. Because you know what they did in this also, which I thought was great. They brought these characters in, but they did not shift the focus away from Tom Holland. Yeah. They existed to help him, and they did it in such a smart way where they both are older, which is perfect, right? Like, they are they are aged up, you know. Uh, and Andrew Garfield's my age. He's 38 years old. Um, and, you know, obviously, uh, Tobey Maguire's, you know, 40-something. So they both get to be the older Spider-Man who's failed. And, you know, not, not that they're always failing and that they've, you know, they're not Spider-Man. They've just, they know failure. So they get to help him through it. And they do that moment where he's gonna kill Green Goblin and Tobey Maguire stops him. And they another moment where they show don't tell. They just look at each other and and Tobey Maguire just stares in his face until you know he gets through to him. And and he looks at him with with like love, you know, not to be cliche, but like he does portray to me that like kind of fatherly look, like you're better than this, you know, like you you don't want to do this all with their eyeballs. Yeah, and I thought it was uh, man that moment. That was the other moment that Garfield saving MJ and and Tobey Maguire stopping him from killing Norman Osborn, who by the way knocked it out of the fucking park. Uh, yeah, they made Goblin dude, big deal this time. Willem Dafoe, a the fact that they paid homage to uh, Spider Man quitting and you know that that shot of him with the Spider Man mask hanging out of the garbage can in the alley and he's walking away. They did it with Green Goblin in this. That's a yeah. iconic Spider Man cover. That was really cool. And then they got rid of his mask and gave him his fucking hood and cloak. And they did mm-hmm. it in a way that was kind of cool. Like he just grabbed some clothes, you know, and it ended up being green and purple, which is like fun little nod, obviously, right? But like he put them over his armor and then his hood gets ripped up and it becomes a cloak. And it was like perfect. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was so glad it was him and not Harry because, you know, seeing James Franco come would be kind of weird. And obviously that's a whacker, uh, you know, Green Goblin. But we got to see him. Like well, he I got think James Franco's kind of gotten into some shit, too, on the personal side yes. of things, right? Yeah, yeah. He he got me too, I believe. He did some creepy shit with fans. Um, yeah. Or something. But yeah, like Willem Dafoe <laughs> killed it. Alfred Molina killed it. I loved, like I said, so the things I loved was that this did not end up being what I thought it was going in. I was like, for sure, this is just going to be, you know, Sinister Six-ish, Sinister Five, greatest hits. He has to fight all the villains. They're just bad guys, whatever. No, he wants to save them. He wants to give them the second chance. Like, 
if he can cure their ailments, they can go back to their timelines healed and not evil and survive, right? Like they can live. They might go back yes. right before they die, but like it is weird, right? Because they're going to go back to the moment the glider's coming at him, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like they're going back to the moment before they die. But so I guess they get to be redeemed before they die. And so they, can they die have good. They have their Spider-Man coming back. Now the the problem for me is if those Spider-Men come back knowing and how do they go back to two different timelines knowing, right? Do two versions of them go, you know, Lizard and Electro are going to go back to two different time zone timelines uh or yeah. you know, they were like a year apart. I don't know. I don't want to overthink it too bad, but they they're, they're going to go back to a Spider-Man who also knows they are healed, you know? And that yeah. they are converted. And I really like that uh Doc Ock like stayed good. When they showed him come in, I was like, "How why is he evil again?" And then he's not. He's just playing yeah. it to help them, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah that's the um the only thing that, one of the things is just there's so many things going on with all the spells and like at the end, okay, we'll make everybody forget you again. That it's, you kind of got to like not think about it too much. Like what do you mean? Everybody forgot about Peter Parker and Spider-Man. There's no recordings of that. Nobody wrote it down. Yeah. Like, well, I think the magic undoes all that. Like even he had to go get a GED book because uh, he, he's not in high school anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have like a social security number anymore. From my understanding, like everything about him is erased. It's yeah. like he never existed. So, but Spider-Man does. The Spider, so Spider-Man did not get erased. Only Peter Parker. Yeah. Because even Happy says when they're at the, when they're sitting in Aunt May's um, grave, grave, and he's like, "How did you know Aunt May?" And he's like, "Through Spider-Man." And he's like, "Same." So they both knew Aunt May through Spider-Man. Yeah. But they just don't know. And honestly, Peter Parker's stuff, like the writings and all that, might exist, but it's it's a spell. So, like, they might even see it and not just be able to comprehend or recognize what exactly it is, right? Yeah, could be. So, I mean, again, it's it's magic. So when you start introducing magic stuff, because that's they did something like that in the comics where everybody forgot he was uh, Peter Parker. It's, it's a comic thing. I mean, in yeah. fact, they, they almost did, uh, what was that? One, oh, uh, uh, one brand new day? Or one more, new, one more day and then brand new day. Yeah, right? one more day. They, they kind of did a, a, a take on that a bit. But definitely handled it much better than the comic did. The comic was pretty bad. Like it, it really, it wasn't as good as what how they land. They stuck the landing with it at the end in this movie. So um, as far as them, like I, I thought that too, sending the villains back. But like I think there's two. I guess there's two guess points with that. Either they send them back to the point of their death, and then it's almost pointless what they did, one hundred percent, or they sent them back to like an alternate, like again, what happened when they did, when you change something, you create an alternate timeline. So they get to live yeah. in an alternate timeline of their world. I just, yeah. so I told myself it's going to change enough that they survive, you know, like <laughs> I just, had yeah, to think, that's, yeah. I think that's what just needs to be accepted. They could, they have done a better job. Sure. Do you want to take points off a of rating for it? I think you can. It's legit. But I don't know if we get a better Spider-Man movie than that. So, I mean, like, we've seen Spider-Man movies for since 2000. Like, what, 2001, 2002? 2002. Yeah, it was Toby's. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. They really nailed it. And it was pretty and, good. Yeah. 
How it's dare you? Just... It was great. <laughs> no, it was great. You take I mean, a lot to I... impress. What do you think? Like so, and I'm not. This isn't a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. but like, what what is something? That, what is a movie that you consider great? You know, like like holy shit, blew your mind. I don't know how to answer that. You don't have like a list. Evil Dead 2013. I don't really have a lot of movies like that I can say off the top of my head. I'm not really a movie guy. Because a lot of the movies that I do love are pretty bad. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I will say I just uh, watched a thing about Evil Dead 2013. And someone was like, this movie wouldn't work if people if the characters were not the dumbest fucking people possible and it's pretty true like it's very true they do some of the dumbest shit in the beginning but you forgive it all by the end because it's so awesome you know yeah i like i I, it's for me it's the sound design and the visual stuff and the that chick's performance it's definitely not like the greatest film ever made but then again i don't really like movies that are like great films like when you're like i'm going to go watch the new what was that movie you saw about the the fashion chick in the 50s time traveling oh last night in soho like that's like a very artsy like film you know kind of like oh look at this film i don't really like movies like that i don't really care for like great film theater i don't know well, that's so me, me with hereditary like, that's my like snobby i love hereditary even hereditary i thought hereditary was pretty cool um hereditary? but i've just watched so, so much horror that like it's not really hor- like it was the ending is horror. Obviously, we talked about it a million times, and I did like it a lot. But with Spider Man, like I did think it was a lot of fun. But I think that it was, it was so much of a special event and spectacle that I I would still kind of prefer a straight up Spider Man movie. Like this will always be very awesome, but it's always going to be like a special. This is like a special occasion. It's like a a team up. It's like it's like. It's like saying Endgame is like the best MCU movie. Like that's cheating, because it's like a special edition. It's like a special reward. It's a it's a it's a special event. Like it's got all three Spider Man. It's it's too much. So like, I would almost go as far to say that like, Homecoming, in like overall, like watching him fight Vulture, dude, was super fucking cool. Yeah, this one had super crazy fights with five villains at once crazy or four because doc ock was good so i'm not trying to be like this movie wasn't that good no this movie was very great um it's just it's such it's so much of a big spectacular special event that i think it's unfair to be like it's the best of the spider-man movies because of course it is it's got all three spider-men yeah and all of the villains it can't help but be the best yeah Yeah. it's it's true it's a fair point to make because you're not going to be able to recreate a movie like like it, it's but to to be fair too, they could have fucked this up. It is oh not easily hard like you to said. Fuck this up. DC so, is going to fuck up Flashpoint. Yeah, There's... I have after seeing this Spider-Man movie and the way that Marvel has the MCU and all that. Oh, and shout out to Marvel for telling Sony go fuck yourself with that Venom shit. Just leave the fucking suit here. Yep. Bye. <laughs> we don't want him here. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz they know they know what they want to do with what they have. And they have this shit planned out. DC can't find its head out its ass. And I love DC. And DC the comics of DC, Batman, Superman, all that stuff are killing Marvel in the comic in, in comics. 
Because mm-hmm. Marvel seems to be having some issues with their comic runs. I don't know what they're doing. For years, bro. Marvel comics yeah. are trash. Yeah. So, but it's the flip with the movies. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And look, I'm a diehard DC Batman fan with a lot of shit, but I can objectively say, like, yeah, the DC movies aren't great. And seeing how how fun this Spider-Man movie was and seeing Toby and Andrew and the way that they had that, that chemistry together. And when, like, looking at that Flashpoint jab, like, I just keep thinking about, like, yeah, they're not going to do it right. Like, I think it's going to be serviceable. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. I think it's, how did how did he yeah. tie the name in again? It was his Flash. Name was Flash. Yeah, because yeah, his name Flash. was Flash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, dude, how pissed are they? Because DC thought they were going to be unique with this time traveling movie. Yeah. Marvel just came and outdid them. Yeah. With no. Spider Man. Yep. The only superhero bigger than Batman. No, that's actually not true. We actually did it a is, uh, no. Spider Man's uh, the biggest that. superhero in the world. Batman's been around way longer than Spider-Man. But Spider-Man's bigger and around more because of the child I shit. I don't think so, dude. I, you know, it's funny. We actually did it. Uh, we did a game of this on uh, my podcast, the one I just released. And there's a, a website called Slots Up. It's like a casino website. And they do all types of like statistical analysis on different things. And they did a superhero crunch on the best superheroes of all time. And what they did was they based it on box office sales. Uh, movies, movie ratings, toy searches on Amazon, Reddit groups. How many Reddit groups? Okay, I looked comics. it up. It was Spider-Man, but Batman's taken over. Yeah. So, okay, uh, but, but it's close, though. I mean, basically, the Batman and Spider-Man are the faces of Marvel and DC, point blank, period. And it's kind of a mute point. But I would say Batman is definitely... I would say Batman definitely does that, but I think it's arguable. I think we can go down a rabbit hole of Spider-Man. Yeah, I think I personally none of us would be wrong. I think (laughs) Spider-Man's bigger because of the youth, but I think Batman is more lucrative because adults will spend more money on Batman shit. But um, either way, they're both huge. Batman has his hand on the youth too. I mean, in fact, kind of not like Spider-Man. I think there's been more animated shows of Batman than Spider-Man. Probably animated kid shows. Yeah. So, you know, it's just either way. There's been more Batman games. Well, I want to say, um, I want to say that I was with you. That I so, if you go back to my Let There Be Carnage review, I went to see that movie specifically because everyone was like the fucking post credit scene, holy shit! And I was like, they're gonna bring him into the MCU. And then I saw it, and it was so stupid. Like I hated it. But then you see this, and you realize how it happened, which tells me that that venom this is the only thing i could think of because he doesn't have a peter parker in, in that specific universe but that venom is telling eddie i will show you a glimpse of what i've seen through my travels like i've been to billions of universes whatever i think that's the same symbiote as the topher grace uh symbiote and you know just time traveled and black hole traveled into oh well, i don't know if it is the same it might be but I think didn't he say in one of the lines that he had he's connected to the like he's aware of the multiverse and he's connected yes. to it with all the symbiotes are yes and I believe yeah. that's the excuse why because that spell was everybody who knows Peter gets sent yeah. into that to the MCU 
There's yeah. 46 Batman games and there's 60 Spider-Man games. Go ahead. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. I just looked it up. I, just, I was curious. So you but might I, be right. I, Maybe just the symbiotes, any symbiotes that did, and he's connected. So he was probably the only one with a host at that moment or something, you know, that mm-hmm. got pulled in. But I, I, the, I, I was so hype afterwards that because I was like, what a stupid mid credit scene. And then you see the little piece of the symbiote. Yeah. And I was like... We going, boys. We can yeah, because <laughs> yeah, as little as that is, it just tells us the black symbiote is and in the MCU now. Dude, we're gonna see a black suit Spider-Man, and it's hopefully gonna just be pure black with a little white spider, and you know, like the classic suit. Because I hate the black suit from the Spider-Man three, the Raimi Spider-Man three. Um, I think it's no, stupid. It was just black. No, it had the fucking stupid textured webbing on it. I didn't yeah. mind it on the red suit right like that's fine it you know the drawings whatever and and that suit is cool in its own way but the black suit should just be pitch black like it needs to be just black spandex type thing you know or black symbiote skin but i'm just hyped to see that and again i'm really hyped to see a movie that's just spider-man solving you know stopping crime for a while because like you said this was his origin to becoming just spider-man he's out of fucking high school he's getting his ged he's just gonna fucking because he can't you know he can't enroll in school or whatever so he's gonna just get his ged probably be in college but like not have anything else to worry about you know have his little job at daily bugle or whatever you know the the fucking alex jones Infowars site and uh you know fight crime for a bit and then have a major villain that we get to see or what you know whatever this would be a good time to introduce Black Cat, I think, as well, and have maybe some kind of love thing with him and Black Cat for a bit before mm-hmm. he kind of yes. ends up finally going back to MJ for sure. But um, I think that would be kind of fun to do. We'll definitely see Venom. I think there might be a Craven thing, but I don't know. One thing I think might be interesting if Sony wants to try and save the Venom verse is uh, maybe make Andrew Garfield the Spider Man of that universe. I maybe he is spider-man there maybe it's just not as known or something i don't know they can find something i think yeah or you could make it that that venom you know that eddie brock gets sent to that new york you know like maybe something fucked up because venom's connected to so many universes yeah yeah multiverse you know then because i agree i want sony what i was saying and what i was going to say next is now we have the option where mcu can have a spider-man Sony can have their Spider-Man that they just make Sony films, you know, with their Morbius and all that stuff, because we know Spider-Man exists in the Morbius universe, which is the Raimi Spider-Man, I believe, in that tr- in the trailer for Morbius. It's either the yeah, Raimi the poster. It's either the Raimi Spider-Man costume or the Garfield one, which didn't they have a thing that said murderer on it? Yes. Oh my That's god, my... it's the Garfield one. Yeah. Because he says, I stopped pulling my punches. Dude, we're gonna yeah. get more Garfield Spider-Man, and I'm here for it yeah that would yeah. be cool i mean yeah, that would be pretty crazy if they start making spider-man movies with garfield again yeah he I'm, was great he, he, he stole you know the show only, in a couple scenes you know they only stopped it because they sealed a deal with the mcu to bring spider-man back like yeah. they can't like it wasn't that they performed poorly like they did review poorly but they performed great mm-hmm. uh they just you know they had made the deal to bring spider-man into the mcu dude mm-hmm. I really do hope because that gives Sony the buy power or the the power to make, you know, Spider-Man films. They can they can have, you know, Feige or whoever they want to consult on it, but make their own movies that have their own universe and it's already established. And they're going to get all the hype from this movie. That's free fucking advertising. Yep. Yeah, and that'd be fun cuz it's a way that we can get 
smaller, fun stories. Not everything has to be the end of the world. Even though this wasn't the end of the world, this was just trying to save. And they set up Felicia Hardy in Amazing Spider-Man too. She is Norm uh, Harry Osborn's secretary or whatever. Like she's his second right-hand girl in that movie. And it's the girl from uh, Felicia Hardy's Black Cat. Uh, It's the girl Mm -hmm. from uh, the actress from um, Rogue One. She fine. Yeah, mm, she's she a brunette. Oh, it's the it's the, the which one the the main girl the main with the kind of with okay. the kind of buck teeth a little bit, but in the hot way. Yeah, <laughs> in the hot way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really hype. I hope we get another Toby Spider Man. I would do it. Like, show us what his life's like, and him. Mean, he's just old, you know. <laughs> like he's like, maybe he's got a kid, you know. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I know it could get fatigue, you know, whatever. But at least one of each would be fun, right? Like to kind of give us a an ending to their stories mm-hmm. to see their yeah. world and where they're at now, you know? I don't think we'll get a Toby. I don't, I don't think we'll get a Toby Maguire one, but I think we have a better chance with Andrew. I think for sure. I think there's still something there for that. Yeah, cuz he was in great shape. I mean, Toby was too, but like, you know, they were I like when he said, "Are you? Gonna, if you have your Spider-Man suit, are you gonna wear your youth pastor costume?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, awesome youth pastor get up. Yeah. You know what? Also, was a good call. Um, somebody, I think it's one of the guys on the podcast was saying when he was talking about his bad back. If you think back, the first time he tried to do his web swinging, he fell on a car, landed on his back in the first movie. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that's just a shout back that he's still having problems from that fall. Because they had that whole scene in this one where he like, uh, what, Andrew tried to stretch him out or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So, so in the yeah, Morbius trailer, that. it was the, spy, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man costume. So that's going to take place. So maybe oh, we'll okay. see a cameo. Maybe we won't get a Spider-Man movie, but maybe more there'll be a, um, a couple, you know, because Sony's doing weird universal stuff. Like, I believe Venom takes place in that Morbius universe because he says, first we had that shit in San Francisco, which I believe is where the first Venom was. Yeah, and also he says, I am Venom. Yes. So they exist in the Tobey universe, so we could get some uh, Tobey Maguire. Oh, so that is the same Venom. Now that I think about it, if if that picture that says murderer is in reference to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man... Then that is the same. Then it's for killing Goblin. Yeah, Goblin and uh, Doc Ock and. Well, that's going to be confusing because Venom already has an origin story in that universe. Yeah. So they are. We got a new origin story for Venom in Venom's world. Maybe they. We haven't seen Venom in Andrew Garfield's world. I, I think it fits better. But if that's the costume. The only other question too is who did who do you think or why would they call Tobey Maguire Spider Man a murderer? Well, he's for killing Goblin for killing Norman Osborn. Uh, they 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 okay. think he did it, but that's true. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, I would like it better in Garfield's world just because, like you said, there's less predestined or pre-written stories for these characters. But we could have a moment where you see uh, Andrew Garfield in because again he was. In his Amazing Spider-Man 2 costume, because they pulled him in. Well, I guess, no, he says it's after uh, Gwen Stacy died, which was after the fight with Elektra. Which, that's the only one plot hole, is uh, Max did not know who Peter Parker was. um, Because he dies before he finds out. Or he gets, 
removed before he finds out in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have made more sense if it was Harry Osborn, uh, but he's not. He doesn't die, so he won't get pulled through. But he may yeah. know. He may have put it together or something in the fight because he knew uh, Gwen Stacy briefly because they talk in the elevator and then whatever. That's the only thing I was like, hmm, he didn't really know him. And then he says, I expected you to be white. That was a fun moment, but... He expected it, him to be black. I mean, black. That, that broke the canon a little bit there. That broke the only people who knew Spider-Man. But I think in the end, it might even be more that it was they brought through whoever had been killed by Spider-Man or whatever at that point, you know? Yeah. When did when did the Goblin find out that Spider-Man was uh, Andrew Garfield or the uh, Peter Parker? It's, in that one. It is... Because um, they work together, right? Goblin and the Electro work together, so I don't know. Maybe he could have been told it or something. There's yeah, some weird Yeah, thing, that's true. That's true. I believe Harry Osborn figures it out. No, he figures it out right before they he kills him, I believe, because he takes his mask off. Or right before uh, okay, they fight. Well, that's after Electro's dead. So then, yeah, it's just a plot hole then. But I forgive it. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there. Did you yeah. notice? Um, there was some cool shit in here. Uh, damage control was in there. They are who like arrests Peter and 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 all of them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And damage controls like uh, they they well actually, that's who Vulture worked for, I believe, in uh, Homecoming. Homecoming, originally, Ooh. and then they were stealing the. They worked on the cleanups, and they were stealing the the tech from like the Chitari and you know whatever Ultron and all that shit. I think Damage Control was the group that worked under Iron Man that shut them down and took the project from okay. Vulture yeah. and them. Got it. That's probably that's true. Damage control. Yeah. Mm. But that in the comics, Damage Control are just the people that come and clean up like the superhero fights. Yeah, afterwards. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm very excited for this is the first thing I have liked all the stuff we've seen from the MCU liked and loved to various degrees, right? Eternals was okay, but it didn't get me hyped for anything. Uh, Shang-Chi was great, but it also did not get me hyped for the future of the MCU. It felt like a one-off a little bit. Like, they have some tie-ins at the end where they get pulled into, you know, by Wong and all that stuff. But this is the first thing. Even, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was hyped for, like, more Captain America with Falcon because I thought Andrew Mackey killed it, you know, or, sorry, Andrew, Anthony Mackey killed it, whatever, and, like... You know, WandaVision, I'm I'm stoked for that very ending for her, like, as, you know... Uh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, like, going full evil, or not evil, but full magical. Um, mm-hmm. Some of that stuff got me hyped. This is the first thing that I was like, oh, fuck, I am hyped for the future. Like, yeah, this is like, oh, we've got a Spider-Man now who can be Spider-Man. He'll be an Avenger. He'll be an Avenger. No one knows who he is, you know, because yeah. they'll remember they fought with him. And so he's technically still probably going to be an Avenger. They'll at least be friendly with him and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. And Did you see? So, oh, hold yeah, on. Ahead, One more thing. And we're getting a Fantastic Four. So we have a real chance of a Peter Parker, Johnny Blaze, or Johnny Storm. Uh, Johnny Blaze is Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, Johnny Storm. Cool. You know, they're great friends in the comics, Human Torch and, and Spider-Man. So, And like yeah. you said, I think a uh, Daredevil-Spider-Man crossover is 100% possible. Um, and I, if they do like a Daredevil movie or a Daredevil show, it would not surprise me to have Tom Holland show up. You know, and yeah, like, you, in you know what would be great? I would love to see the next Spider Man. If everybody remembers Spider Man but doesn't remember um, Peter Parker, 
I would like to see almost like a John, you know, John Wick, was it two or three where he was made to be assassinated and all the assassins came out after him? Mm-hmm. I would love to see that with Spider-Man because they're still maybe wanting to shut him down because he's a menace and he's still kind of guilty of killing... Uh, uh, oh, fi- Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mysterio. Like, yeah. So, like, we would see the Craven, the Hunter come after him, the Punisher come after him, like, a few characters like that. And maybe you have Daredevil who can tell that he's telling the truth. Yeah. And we'll team up with him. And, like, some movie like that would fucking blow my mind. Dude, and John Bernthal was a great fucking Punisher. So it would be, and we know he's now canonical. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. if Daredevil, the show itself, if we don't worry about Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Mm -hmm. Fist, per se, even though they did crossover in Defenders, if we just take Daredevil and we were to cherry pick that, Punisher's in season two. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we know Kingpin's there. So, like, we could get John Bernthal Punisher, and that would actually be cool as fuck, too. Like, he just is on a ramp, you know, he's on his mission, and he's like, this motherfucker killed somebody, I'm killing him. And yeah, then yeah. Daredevil is trying to stop him, and he hears, you know, his, you know, Peter's pulse or whatever, and is like, he's not lying. And then they have to fight him or whatever, and then they, you know, they clear his this is, that way. This is the movie. You have Craven the Hunter, Punisher, Bullseye with Kingpin, all of them trying to hunt Spider-Man down. That that would be sick. Craven that would be the movie. Craven cool. is Spider-Man's Joker. You know, like that's his like big. I mean, mm-hmm. Kingpin's really like his. I think his biggest villain. Oh no, Green Goblin's his Joker. Uh, it's gonna be Green Goblin. Yeah, but Craven's like one of the ones that. Yeah, it is Green Goblin. I lied when I said that, but Craven's yeah, another Craven big one. Is kind of a big deal. Kind of later, the they, like in story, his last hunt. Yeah, yeah, it's just like kind of not really. No, there Cra- was the one story where he actually hunts Spider-Man and quote unquote kills him i think he buries him alive or something yeah. like that in the comic and that was kind of the biggest that really cemented craven as such a big villain for him but he's not like a a joker thing i think no he's, he's just, just crazy and, and on yeah. like he kills himself in last hunt right like, the whole thing was like he wanted to die or whatever i can't remember i believe so i don't remember exactly but yeah I, no i, I definitely misspoke right green goblin is spider-man's joker for sure but yeah, Norman Osborn for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should say Norman Osborn because the other ones yeah. could suck balls. I'd love to see a hobgoblin too. Now that we have a glider potentially still in this universe, yeah. You know, a hobgoblin. But, but a hobgoblin is like a demon, though. He's like a monster. No. So we... no, he's a dude that wears a Halloween costume, I believe. Originally, I don't think he. Uh... Yeah, he's not. Well, okay, you're thinking of Ultimate Spider. Ultimate Spider-Man did the demonic. Thinking, oh, uh, gee, no, yeah. you're thinking Demo Goblin. No, that was the Green Goblin. It was the Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ultimate he was Spider-Man a monster. Had the big Hulk. The big yeah, Hulk he had the Hulking like monster goblin. I got. I thought that's what I thought you were talking about. So no, no, you're no, talking, I'm talking about, about the different. yellow, okay. the yellow dude, Hobgoblin. Um, yeah, no, he. So right. he's just it's Edward Ned Leeds. Oh, it's Hobgoblin. Ned. Yeah. Oh, it is Ned. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's Ned. fucking Ned. Ned that is was fucking the, Hobgoblin. That was the, the, the line there, right? I'm not going to be your villain. Yes. I didn't even realize oh, that it was Ned God, Leeds. That's what it is. I don't okay. think they're going to do no, that. No, 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 with no, that no, actor. no, 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 no. I don't think so. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I would definitely You're going to have to get his ass in the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep, I mean, sure. what else? So what other big moments were there? I mean, the big ones are obviously seeing all the villains each time. Like, that first fight with Doc Ock on the bridge was great. And that was cool. really was like a, 
uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man moment, right? Like him really saving, sorry, saving everybody, you know, like doing everything he needs to do to save everybody was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, the goblin fight in the, in the apartment. That was, was sick. I think, some of the best. Dude, I think that's probably the best fight. That brief moment where he's punching him and Willem Dafoe's just smiling. Because you yeah. forget that it, that Green Goblin, you know, Norman Osborn in the Tobyverse is powered. He has super strength and durability. Yeah, he's like Captain America type yes. shit. Yeah. yeah. I'd say I would want to see a William Dafoe Joker do a... Dark Knight Returns, old yes. Batman story. Dude, Way, William Defoe sold me as like I would love to see his take as Joker. Yeah, and you know he did all his stunts. Yeah, he demanded it. He that demanded it. Awesome. He would only come back if a uh, Green Goblin was not just a cameo because he was like I don't want to tarnish you know I don't want to waste a character like that. And if he could do his own stunts, like he could do the action. He might not have done every stunt. But, you know, like, he did all the physical stuff. All the glider stuff is him. And I just saw a clip of all of the times fucking Tom Holland was literally doing all the flips and stuff. The stuff with the car where he's got the box and he's, you know, running from um, Doctor Strange. He did that flip. He's on wires, you know, so that he can't die. Yeah, the little dude can flip around like that. Yeah, that was part of the thing was you had to be a gymnast. You had to be able to do backflips. He does all, like, the... He'll do a back handspring and crouch and then do all that shit in the in the suit when he's like in the suit, you know, doing press. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um no, what else? So what I wonder is, did Betty uh that Betty Branch, the blonde girl that was dating Ned in the in the last movie, is she did she not get, get not get blipped? Is that why she's at a news station now? Because she's five years older? I think you might be right about that. Yeah. And then they broke up actually at the end of that movie. Yeah. Too, right? Theirs was just like a goofball, you know, like, yeah. They, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that I think was a nod to the, the hobgoblin stuff. I don't think, I think Ned's going to become a Camartage guy. He's going to like train for in magic. Uh, yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. He's to be. If mm-hmm. Dr. Strange remembers because, well, no, they have to remember the fight. They, they did remember that. They just don't remember who Spider-Man is. They just, they'll, mm-hmm. it'll be worked that they just ended mm-hmm. up there. But, I really love the idea of them giving uh, the Statue of Liberty a Captain America shield. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was neat. You know, didn't they have in the movie, if I'm not mistaken, they had little uh, advertisements when he was swinging through the city for the musical as well? Yes, from Hawkeye. (laughs) That's in Hawkeye? Yeah. It was also in the Spider-Man movie. That's so funny. Oh, nice. that was kinda yeah, funny. so Jesse, just so you know you haven't seen Hawkeye, there's like a an Avengers musical and it's so bad, but people like that watched it love it. Like, you know, like yeah. drama kids are like, please release the Avengers musical because they did such a good job of making what it would truly be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny. this gives me hype for the next episode of Hawkeye too. Cause now they can go full in. We might get a Matt Murdoch cameo there. Yeah, I would. Ah, oh, that would be really interesting. But I kind of hope they don't. I kind of hope because I think it's enough with just Kingpin, and you've got which. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it because we talk about Spider Man. But goddamn, do I like the new Black Widow? Me like, too. She is fucking awesome. Yeah, Yelena's awesome, and she's so different. What what I think works yes. so well is she's such a different character. You know, she's still a fucking yes. badass like Natasha was, but she's different you know and and they really like i think we're gonna get young avengers type shit with kate bishop as hawkeye uh yelena as black widow we might get um 
in Multiverse of Madness, I bet we get Wanda's kids back, and they're older somehow. And mm-hmm. we get uh, young young Quicksilver, whatever his name, um, Speed Speed, I think is his name, and then the her mental mentalist. I forget the the two. They're they're two heroes from the Young Avenger Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, remember that. I don't really know their names. I so. yeah. It it will be cool. There's like a a young Captain America dude in it. Young uh, Patriot or something like that. There's a couple of and like, you know, we would have had a Shuri uh, or a Riri Williams Iron Man, um, Iron Heart. I think her name was. Um, mm-hmm. but Shuri just dropped out of Black Panther 2 I believe uh, because she won't get vaccinated I saw nice. that but I didn't know that that was um, I saw that from some weird news articles I didn't know how legit that was me so either that's yeah like, yeah I wasn't sure if that's legit or not I saw I'm it on Facebook so I should probably not read it <laughs> uh, that's funny um, yeah yeah but it'd be curious to go. I am um, hype though. I am one hundred percent in on fucking all of it. Yeah, they're yeah, still they, nailing they it. Job. They're still nailing it at the MCU, man. Like I was kind of worried about what we're gonna do with some of the new stuff coming, but I mean, so far it's still quality. I, I really, yeah. There's some like, eh, you know, like sevens, eights, maybe out there, but I don't think they get lower than that. You know, they're still pretty solid stuff between, you know, the shows that they've been putting out. I think the it's still good, but I still think the the worst thing I think they did was probably the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think was probably the least of my favorites of what they've done so far with some of the new stuff. Yeah. But even that's good. Oh, it's good. It's I just... loved it, but it is, I think, the least impactful. Though, yeah, I think COVID fucked it up, though. Mm-hmm. Did you see what they're thinking uh, maybe is going on with Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Um, no. That the, some, people are, no <laughs> some people are saying she might actually be a, a recast version of uh, Kingpin's Valentina, his, his girlfriend or whatever from, you know, the, his like oh. his wife or whatever in the comics. But in the show, it was like his girlfriend. She was also yeah. like a villain. That's why... She would have hired Black Widow to to go after Hawkeye. Interesting. Um, but it's weird because that doesn't jive because at the end of Black Widow, she says, Do you want to get the guy that killed, you know, Natasha, which is which is Hawkeye? But then in the show, they have it that Kate Bishop's mom hired her. Which is, is weird. It- easy fix to that too is just that Kingpin got snapped and she didn't and she moved on after five years and he yeah. just let her go. Dude, that was a great moment too, seeing Yelena get snapped and then come back. Oh yeah, and everything's different. Amazing. We haven't seen a lot of that yet. Like uh, no. Far From Home, kind of dealt with it, but I don't remember if we saw a lot of that. Not in that way, where you see somebody in one room and then instantly it just becomes a whole different room. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like what? And it's like what? You're here? What are you doing here? It's been years, yeah, five years. <laughs> that dude. was cool. It was really cool. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, I'm trying to think of what else. There was something else I wanted to bring up that I really liked, and now I've, I've blanked on it. Oh, I did like um, that they fixed some of the Electro stuff, too. Like, he has more of a personality. He's not blue, you know? Like, they yeah. did retcon a couple things, so I think it's fair to let them retcon a couple other things here and there. But he was a great character, I thought. Um, yeah. Lizard was whatever, and they kind of let him be nothing a nothing burger, you know? But they didn't come back. 
Um, yeah, Lizard and Lizard Sandman, didn't, Sandman come didn't come back. That's why Sandman was CGI the whole time. In fact, some of the Sandman scenes were directly lifted from Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And put in this movie. So I could tell when he was Sam the whole time. I'm like, oh, well, you know what it is? He's there. He did the voice, but I bet he he's just older now. And like they couldn't they couldn't get the de aging mm. to work right. I think the mm, other maybe. actor did. He came back for like that one scene because he's there. Yeah, but I think they had issues with like getting them back for yeah like, for a full shoot. Yeah, yeah. So to like to actually have have them have a little more depth as a character, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Um, I thought I kind of thought Electro was kind of lame. He was just like comedic relief, like literally. Every time he talked, it was just kind of like a like a joke. Yeah. So, but well, I, mean, hey. I guess it's Jamie Fox. I guess it, it makes sense. But I be think they glad. kind of one noted him. Well, be glad that Sandman wasn't uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we could have got that with James Cameron's Spider-Man movie that was supposed to come out, and Edward Furlong would be the Spider-Man coming back instead God, of Tobey Maguire. Could you imagine Fat Long coming back? And <laughs> <laughs> do y'all know about that script? No. So there's a James Cameron took Spider-Man too literal. There's an actual scene where Edward Furlong was going to be not only becoming Spider-Man, becoming one with like all spiders. And he he makes a web across, I think it is the Brooklyn Bridge, and does a spider dance for Mary Jane before he fucks her on <laughs> some spider webs. And I think that's where some of the Stuff was coming out about a sex scene with uh, Peter Parker and stuff like that. And how they think oh, nobody wait. wants to see. Before Peter I forget, fuck. just because you mentioned it, I loved the talk about where his web comes from and does it come oh, from yeah. anywhere else? Like yeah. all the stuff you would think about uh, as a kid. But yeah, uh, funny. in James Cameron's movie, Electro was kind of the main villain, and basically, you know, late '90s stuff internet electricity oh if you got electricity you just control internet so now you're the richest thing around and he wasn't his wasn't he also doing the shitty nick cage superman no not james that was tim burton yeah that was something else yeah no so james cameron would have had electro and electro would have had like a muscle guy which would have been arnold schwarzenegger playing sandman and there was there were some interesting things in the script some like themes, but there was a lot of shit in there that was like, yeah, I'm glad Sam Raimi got it. Yeah, yeah. that would have been a weird one to see Edward Furlong come back and be like, oh, Spider Man, <laughs> come to the multiverse. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm on. I, I was searching through Reddit for just in case there's some stuff I missed, and there's a shitty movie details, and it's a scene from. Spider-Man 2002, you know, the first Spider-Man, when he punches Flash, there's just a lady in the background, and it's another clear 30-year-old high schooler, and it says, in the background of, you know, this shot in Spider-Man, you can see uh, a 30-year-old woman not giving up in her hopes of graduating (laughs) high school. (laughs) Ah, So silly. Yeah. Um, What else? I don't have much. I really... I, I liked, uh, you know, there was a lot of jokey stuff. There's a lot of MCU stuff in this, right? Like, so Happy and uh, Aunt May breaking up. I didn't need that, per se. Um, but, it, you know, it was fun enough, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Happy, like, I think he was in there, like, a good amount of time. We didn't need a ton of it, and we didn't get a ton of it. It was just, you know, 
there. Did you see that there was actually some kind of like scene that was cut out that Iron Man's daughter was supposed to be in a photo or something on um, Spider-Man's in his room oh. or some shit like that? No. She was going to get credited for a role, actually. And she made a post on Instagram when she went to the movie premiere and whatnot because they gave her the tickets for it because she actually... She made a comment like her scene was cut, but she's fine. You know, I'm glad to see Spider-Man doing so good, blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. But apparently there was, they were going to do something of showing Iron Man's daughter in this movie. Hmm. Um, I don't know what that could have been. I do wonder, though, my, I have a theory about the next three movies. If Tom Holland's, Legit what he's saying. He says, oh, if I'm older than 30, which I think he walked it back, but still, if he wants to get out of Spider-Man it after you know a certain amount of time, I don't think you could write it better than if Spider-Man ends up dying to save the world and we see Peter Parker die giving the reins over to Miles Morales. Yeah. The next three movies mm-hmm. are actually Miles Morales like training and like connecting with Peter Parker and becoming the new Spider-Man. And Tom Holland Spider-Man dies in the same way, saving the world like Iron Man did, bringing that full circle. And he dies once he like gets everything right and MJ knows that he loves him, remembers him or whatever and all that kind of stuff. I think that would be I, I predict that might be an ending they go with. So I think that would be a bit much to automatically accelerate him to the to Tony Stark martyrdom because it would take a lifetime of work for him to be as impactful as Tony. So I don't really see I After see what like you're saying though. Six movies? Like I'm not talking the next movie. Oh. I'm um, talking about like the end. Whenever he's done. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, we in get like three, 2030. Yeah, right? we get three more movies of Tom Holland. Okay. But then in then, that yeah. third movie, maybe we see Miles and he's older. You know, like uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is older. He's yeah. getting, he's getting yeah, through. I'm talking about like a trilogy of movies or more. Yes. Oh, I'm thinking if you're going to do that, just kill him in the Miles. next movie and bring in Miles. Oh, no, not the next movie. I'm talking about the next like three, four movies or something. Okay. Like that, whatever they end up working. I'm talking about when Tom Holland's ready to hang up the hat, the yeah. Spider-Man. That's the way he goes the out. The only problem Full is, this, dude, he's going to look 14 forever. <laughs> he's just going to be the opposite, dude. He's never going to look like an adult. But who knows? Maybe he will. Yeah, maybe he will. Maybe but he'll you're grow. right. He's, he's still like 18, right? Yeah, no, it's a miracle grow on him. He'll get bigger. I say. How old is he? I, he's got to be at least 20. Right? No, he's in his 20s. I think he's mid-20s. Right? Let's see. He is 25 years old. Holy shit. Oh, that's right. That was right. Him, okay. Him and Zendaya dating is really cute. I'm not gonna lie. I don't ship celebrities very often, but I've seen a lot of interviews just today of them, like you know, on press tours, and it's cute. He's trying to get that girl pregnant. He said he's ready to start a family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. That's that's some of the articles coming around in the interviews yeah, he's been so doing. He's way too young and has way too much money to be doing something stupid like that. <laughs> we still didn't get enough swinging through the city yet, but I, I'm hoping the next set of movies is when we see him like just and they're watching us like swinging through the city to some fucking Nickelback thoughts. So some see. Nickelback <laughs> or some dashboard confessional. I'm okay with that too. But yeah, yeah, that was on there too. Vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I 
I loved this movie, and I I was gonna see it again, but then I was having too much diarrhea on Sunday, and I had to take a nap. I was like not feeling good. I hadn't oh, eaten, yeah. and I was just like shitting my brains out. And so I just sent Jesse the ticket. So he had a nice free empty seat next to him. Could yep. open that up and lay around, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. But yeah, okay. it's very good. So, yeah, for sure. All right. I mean, well, I think we, everybody here is pretty positive on it. Yeah, I will be hopefully seeing uh, Night. What is it called? The new Guillermo del Toro movie this week. Uh, the Last Nightmare. Or some Night, shit Nightmare like or something. Nightmare Alley. Um, yeah, Nightmare Alley. I wanted yeah, to see it this weekend, good. but I I couldn't. So I'm going to maybe go on Thursday. I'm I'm off. I took an extra day off just because I had extra time. So. Um, I might go in the daytime again because I'm still trying, you know, people are getting COVID everywhere here right now. It's the not as bad version, which is nice, um, but it is yeah. just spreading like wild. So I'd like are to. Are you getting the Omicron variant? Yeah, it's happening. Okay. Omicron. Yeah, Omicron. Yeah, I heard it's not really as bad or at least nothing worse than the COVID trends we've been dealing with at least. Yeah, so and that's I'm, I'm good, boosted, which is but... good against it. Or not amazing against it, but it's okay. Um, yeah. so I'm not too worried, about it, but just, you know, yeah. I'm still not trying to be in like the world's most, po- uh, well, it's you know. always good to have caution. I mean, I, most everybody I know hasn't really had much to do with COVID. Like they've gotten it. I know a lot of people that have gotten it have been fine, but that's not everybody's experience. And you just don't know. It's a weird virus, you know, like it's very yeah. strange how some people don't even know they got it. Just walk off. Like my kids, they were in the house with me for weeks when I had COVID and they had one fucking symptom. My oldest daughter did, but my two little ones, nothing. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm thankful. Yeah, but, that's good. Um, yeah, hell yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but y'all not uh, going to watch The Matrix this uh, this week? comes out Wednesday. I, try not. I can't get myself to care. I'll oh, yeah? watch it eventually, but I'll probably watch it like at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. It's on HBO, right? I'll probably watch it on HBO. <laughs> do, we have to, do we have to pay for it? No, is it's, it it's is just, it coming to HBO? Yeah, it's day one release on HBO. Oh yeah, I might just watch oh, HBO. Shit. Yeah, because I'm not. Tr- I don't know. I have zero hope for this movie. The uh, the sequels to Matrix were so bad, and mm-hmm. you know Mia Wachowski's still coming back, and she she wrote and directed, you know, or at least wrote or directed because yeah. they directed it together. But I, I haven't really I, been a fan of much they've done after. Like I didn't care. No. Did y'all watch Sense Eight? Uh, people liked the first season, and then. When the second, I hadn't watched it when the second one came out. Uh, you know, everyone said it sucked, so I was like, I'm just gonna skip mm. it. But yeah, I've not liked anything yeah. they did. Thirteen Assassins was stupid as fuck. Uh, mm. You know, um, oh, uh, what Cloud Atlas was dumb as shit. Like, I didn't watch any of those. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just not a fan. Yeah, uh, and I didn't see that. the what was the other one? Jupiter Ascending. Oh yeah, that one got trashed. And, yeah, I heard that was really bad. <laughs> yeah, that has the like flying rollerblades, which I should love, but you know, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I have no hope for that movie, so I'm like, I need to because you know we should probably review it. Um, but I also don't care. <laughs> uh, you gotta review it. if you don't care, then just don't. You know, cover which I want to cover. Uh, I mean, shit. That's what y'all should do. Yeah, of course. It's just. It's one of those things that I feel like if it's a big movie, we should probably cover it. But I just, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna try and watch it, and if it's on HBO, then I'm gonna just do that. I'm not gonna go to theaters for it. I was thinking of going to theaters for it, but 
because uh, I thought it was only going to be in theaters, but no, if it's on HBO, then I'm going to just fuck with it there. I mean, it should have been only been in theaters. It's a big deal. It's Matrix. But kind of, but I mean, we those, those movies were I'm, so bad. <laughs> they were I'm pretty bad. See, I'm curious to see how good, <laughs> like, what idea they have for this fourth movie. Yeah, right. go visa v. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stand with the Wachowski so, sisters. So so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, we love you guys. We'll be back. I'm gonna try to. I'll definitely watch Matrix this weekend at some point and review it. You you just remind. I totally forgot it was even coming, but I want to see Nightmare Alley. Because I love Guillermo del Toro. Um, yeah, and I watched Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. I love the art of film. Okay. No, I was sitting there. I just this fucking Spider Man shit came up, so I had to watch all three of the movies in a week. Mm. So I still got to watch Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all can tell, I'm fucking a little sickies right now. Uh, gonna get yeah. over that. And I'm about to beat Doom 2016, and then go right nice. into Doom Eternal. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to hear what you got to say on him, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the last stage, so I was just going to wait until I'm feeling a little better and just dream the last stage, because I'm pretty sure once you beat the last stage, it goes right into Doom Eternal, right? Uh, kind no. of, right? It leaves a big cliffhanger. Ah, uh, shit. I don't remember how the first one is. That's what someone told me, like the end of... Yeah, what I heard is the end of Doom 2016 is a big... It opens up like a big cliffhanger thing. And then that's what sets the stage for Doom Eternal. And it starts okay. right away. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably maybe tomorrow just beat the last stage of Doom 2016. I was going to try to platinum it, but there's a whole bunch of progression bugs. So like collecting all the items and stuff doesn't trigger. You need to do a separate run and beat the entire game and collect all items in one go. Oh, and I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. Um, you don't have to, but it's I already got some of the pro- progression bugs. So I'm not going to bother trying to platinum it. Um, okay, so I'm so just going to beat it. You should at least do the Ultra Nightmare run, dude. You said you could do the first level. I might try that. I maybe I'll try, to, I'll I'll try it a few times if it's too impossible now, but I'll try the Nightmare run thing to get that trophy. I'd be curious to see how you do with it. That's all. I, I, I would like to see you give a shot at that. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Hell but yeah. Um, So yeah, so for next time, I'll pre- unless, unless for some reason we do Matrix, next time I'm going to review Street Fighter Sans Fist. And awesome. uh, probably talk some Doom Eternal. That's what's up. What's I'm up? gonna try and stream some later in this week, but I've got tomorrow. I've got uh, it's work. fucking Christmas week, dog. I got a work dinner, and yeah, it's just this last two weeks has been a lot of fucking work stuff. I'm in like yeah. schmoozy world now, you know. <laughs> so well, I'm finished. Um, I'm actually off the next two days, so I'll probably be doing some streaming. And I'm finishing up God of War. I'm basically at the end. I gotta nice. go to Jotunheim. So, uh, I thought about doing the last Musselheim challenge. I might, um, but I don't know. I'm kind of like at my end with God of War, where I'm ready to get on to like Bloodborne or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to take a pause before that, though. I just picked up this game Unmetal, so that's probably oh, it's like Metal Gear Solid retro joint. Yeah, it's a, it's it's like a Metal Gear. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Metal like, Gear. That's what I meant. Yeah, like the yeah. old Sega Master versions. It's, it's like a comedy thing. It's a it's a spoof on it. It's kind of having yeah. fun with it and shit. Like you get up. Like it's actually kind of interesting because the whole time he's telling a story of like how he broke out of this like prison, and while he's telling the story, you can actually kind of choose. Like there's one part where you walk to a, a certain part of the screen, and he's like, "And I ran into these," and he stops, and it's like, "Does you want one guard or two guards?" 
And you could pick like how many guards are in there. And you're like, two guards. Uh, I ran into two guards and blah, blah, blah. And then you got to get around those two. And it's not every room. It's just every once in a while, just for fun with the story. It's fun. um, Yeah, it it seems like pretty fun. He gets out of the first prison cell by getting, you punch a toilet and get the toilet paper out of it and put it in a wire and cut yourself to, uh, fuck, something like that. There's some interesting shit with it where, um, like in the first Metal Gear, whenever you got caught by somebody, you'd get jumped by a whole bunch of people. And that became mm-hmm. how the Metal Gear series works, right? In this one, if you get caught by somebody, not a bunch of people come after you. But when you beat up that person, you just don't you don't get any experience points to grow a level. Yeah. So there's a few little interesting game mechanic things to it that's kinda interesting. So I'm checking out on Metal and I'm do that on um stream before okay cool well you guys know where to find us nerds the podcast pretty much everywhere instagram nerd podcast send us emails at nerds the podcast at gmail.com give us kisses online (laughs) yeah twitch.tv slash nerds the podcast check out seth that's twitch.tv slash sammy savage 88 yeah we love you guys we love you and we'll see you when we see you take care of yourselves guys later Give me Spider-Man!